Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's ESPN only statewide sports talk. Montana, KKVast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. The NBA playoffs continue. High school football begins. And if you like beer, Gardner Minshew is here to help you. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a great day. Thanks for riding along with us on your afternoon. Or, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, whenever it is for you, we appreciate that very much. If you'd like to call in, 361-3688 is the phone number, 361-3688. That phone number, all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line also. You can text that phone line as well. You want to send us a text, give us some feedback, thoughts, etc. A lot of people have been participating, interacting with us on the uh, text message 361-3688. So we'll look forward to uh, seeing you there. You can also listen live on the stream. The stream is available all the time on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen to the stream anytime you would like to. And, uh, you know, if it's 4 to 6 Mountain Standard Time, you'll get this very show. What a thing that is. The stream available. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, 
your local bank, your opportunity. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. First of all, the first and only FCS Top 25 preseason poll has been released, nationwide preseason poll. Uh, both Montana schools inside the top 10. We'll get into uh, that with you here early on. We will get into a little bit of high school football stuff. Gallatin County making an announcement on how they're going to do fans here uh, for fall sports at the high school level. And also, just give you a little lay of the land from a football standpoint, it's been what, you know, about nine months since we last had a football game, maybe even 10 who won? Who are the defending champions, and what do they look like setting up here for this 2020 season? So we'll get you into uh, some of that as well. Top of the hour, some NBA stuff uh, went from bad to worse for the Los Angeles, or excuse me, for the tra- Portland Trailblazers against the Los Angeles Lakers uh, yesterday. They got it, it started out 15 nothing, and I believe it ended a million to zero. Is the way that basketball game went last night? Just a train wreck uh, for the Blazers. A great game, another unbelievable. I, I thought that was. Probably the best all-around game of LeBron's postseason uh, to this point. Outstanding game by LeBron and uh, the Lakers in general, 135-115. Also, Damian Lillard going down with a non-contact knee injury. Generally, when you hear that, it sounds like really bad things. I don't know that it's that bad. We don't have a full update, but it sounds like he is probably not going to be available for Game 5. And that spells disaster for the Portland Trailblazers and any slim hope they may have had of trying to extend this st- <clears throat> this series out. So we'll get into that. Also, maybe some NFL stuff. Buda Baker got paid. And also, we'll preview some stuff for tomorrow. Really, a huge show tomorrow. We should tell the people, Coulter, just so that you're aware. Uh, we are out Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, so tomorrow will be essentially a Friday show and a Wednesday show and a Thursday show all compressed into one. So we're going to have a roundtable. Very excited to have Will Cherry uh, on the show tomorrow, former University of Montana men's basketball player, one of the great, great basketball players in the history of the of the uh, University of Montana, and an unbelievable guy to talk to. I mean, his when, when you get a chance to talk to Will Cherry, you take advantage of that because it is an absolute blast. So we'll catch up with him, what he's been up to, and uh, and, uh, and get a get a picture of what's going on with him. We'll hear from the chick who doesn't know sports. We'll give you some wings for Wing It Wednesday, and tomorrow we're also very, very excited to announce the launching of the Grizz Greats podcast series. Uh, so we are going to have Grizz Greats up for you the uh, second iteration of Grizz Greats the silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions uh, obviously the first national championship for the Grizzly football team and our first episode can we can we reveal this here and now this is okay right for sure Mick Holine, very happy to open with Mick Holine. We kind of we talked a lot about well, who should who should lead off this thing, and we got some great players that we're excited to bring to you. We got some great coaches we're excited to bring to you, uh, and and some other folks in and around the program from that time. But Mick Holine, obviously, uh, you know, probably the longest tenured voice of the Grizz in the history of the university. He's the guy who called the game. I mean, when he came on 1985, he started doing women's uh, Lady Grizz basketball in 1985, took over the football duties and did basketball from 1993. And multiple decades, Mick Holine is the voice of the Grizz and uh, obviously a recognizable individual, an unmistakable voice, a great storyteller, and also somebody who... You know, it's interesting if you're a player or you're a coach, you are in it. You are part of the of, of what's happening. So it's 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 awesome to hear those stories. But also, I don't know if there's anybody better than the broadcasters of teams 
that get sort of the bird's eye, both literally and figuratively, of the whole thing that's going on, and also Mick's ability to just articulate that, tell a great story. Ton of fun uh, to uh, to talk with him about you know his story of being a broadcaster and also that uh, sensational season, that championship game, and then what that meant for uh, for that program going forward, who he was with, again, for many, many years. So we will bring that to you uh, tomorrow and, uh, and have a little snippet for you on the show uh, for Grizz Grace, the uh, Silver Anniversary Podcast, which again presented by our friends at Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank. Go listen to all the old Grizz Greats ones we got up there as well. It's not old. I mean, it's it, it's within the last year, but go do some catching up too. Yeah, if you haven't listened. If you haven't checked out, I know people have a lot more time on their hands, particularly when it comes to the time they most mostly would be using consuming sports. Mm-hmm. So the Grizz Greats, the coaching tree, chronicling the nine living University of Montana men's basketball coaches was an awesome project, really fun. I learned a ton doing it, and the interviews are great. Not it has nothing to do with two tell and Has everything to do with the guys being interviewed. Absolutely, for fantastic storytellers and orators. But we're excited for this Grizz Greats uh, 25th anniversary podcast because we are going to touch on all elements and all levels of this thing. And I, I hope that people really understand the indelible mark that that 1995 championship left on the University of Montana, the city of Missoula, and the state of Montana as a whole. Um, now, before we get in here to the the top twenty five, and I'll let you take a, a wild guess at who's number one in the nation, Colter, you should move that microphone so that people can see. I it popped out on me. I'm sorry. I want to make this TV experience as good as it can be, which means getting you as visible as you can be. Before we jump into this thing, I don't normally do the "woe is me" thing on the radio. In fact, usually I come in here, and whether I'm having a good day, which is the norm, or maybe not so good a day. Uh, this is like the play. This is my basketball court, right? This is my haven. But Coulter, yesterday my oldest daughter turned eight. Tomorrow my middle daughter goes to kindergarten. Mm. I am an emotional wreck right now, mm. and I don't know that if I can carry on through the end of this, you know, two hours that we got laying out in front of us. So I want you to know if all of a sudden I have to look away. And I got, you know, I got the allergies kicking in and stuff like this. You know, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Nobody tells you about this. You know, when you become a dad, it's all about, oh, they're going to ride a bike. You're going to have a great time. You kick a soccer ball. Okay. Man, what am I doing over here? All these kids, all these daughters. Am I, you know, it would be different if it was the son, I would think, at some you level. Think? I mean, I guess you'll get to that point soon. I'll get to that point. Later, yeah, right? I'll get to that point. So I think when my son goes to kindergarten at this point, it's going to be uh, pop the champagne. You know what I mean? But, man, these girls going <laughs> okay. out? Oh, man, what a well, thing. Anyway, so there the, you go. That's my life. And everybody who's got kids going back to school, I know some people are thrilled about it. Some people are sad about it. Some people are mixed about it, whatever it might be. Hey, I'm, I'm there with you, okay? Tutel is with you. The emotional evolution. It's okay. Tommy's wearing some fancy name tags, so that means if you have a full-on meltdown, on the show. Tommy has worked here longer than you and I have worked here combined. This and he's is wearing true. a name tag around the office. It's because he like, went to some seminar. There's probably, only eight of us here, Tommy. We probably bankrupt our station. We know who What'd you, you are. Coulter, I actually tried to get a hold of you, but my phone was dead. Uh, you know how NAB happened last year and uh, we I went do. as a team? I do. Well, they did a road show and they just did it right here in town. It was at the Southgate Mall. How about that? 
as thrilling as it probably was for you, because I know you love that sort of stuff, yeah. shopping and uh, it's perusing. radio electronics. If people are wondering, it's yeah. radio, yeah. not like radio for your house. It's like how to make the radio machine uh, work. It was like entertainment television and Shark Tank for me because I have no <laughs> no clue what any of this stuff is or does. But it's so phenomenal to walk around with boy genius at these things yeah. and watch him just twist these 60-year-old engineering nerds into just pretzels, asking them <laughs> questions they have no idea what the answer is to. I think that we, I think we, uh, I think we uh, corrupted the, the um, optimism of every single podcast hosting company on earth last year by telling them everything that was wrong with all of the things that they were doing. Well, they keep saying that they're here for me, but I'm not hearing why. I want to know. Well, I'll tell you what. We want to know why sports are canceled. We want to know why you're wearing a name tag in the office that you work in where you are not exactly anonymous. You know, we know know it's Tommy Evans back there. All right, Coulter, do you want to do that right now, too? Nope, that'll be at the top of the hour. Great. Because it fits we'll, in with the top we'll of the hour. We'll come back to the book club. Let's jump into some FCS football. The uh, stats perform FCS poll. They've added, by the way, it used to be just the stats poll. Now the perform is added there. I imagine this is, you know, the conglomeration of multiple media entities doing different things together. So now it's the stats perform FCS poll, formerly known as the poll. Formerly known as the stats poll, formerly known as the sporting news poll, yeah. formerly known as the TSN poll, formerly known as the Athlon Sports poll. It's had a lot of iterations. It's but the, the only guy, one. Guy's been running it. It's Craig Haley. Yep. That's all you really need to know. Craig's been, uh, he's the, I would say, the the forefather, the grandfather of uh, national FCS Division One AA coverage. Well, we get these different names, but Craig Haley, he, he's nobody better than him to do this very thing. No right question. Here. And, and he takes this incredibly seriously. Yes, he, he does. He does not let you off the hook. He, he texted me uh, yesterday morning. He said, where's your poll? Yep. <laughs> He's on the East Coast. Where's your poll? Give me your poll. Yeah. I need the poll now. So I had to get out uh, get out of bed, you know, because he's two hours earlier. And that's yeah. Just, that's yeah. Like, yeah. I'll go get it into you. Like, give me a sec. Uh, so here we go. Uh, North Dakota State is uh, obviously the number one team in the nation. And not only are they number one, and this this is no surprise. It certainly as it should be. And yet it's still, it's just another mark. Unanimously so. 147 nationwide polls. And every one of them has NDSU on the top. And again, if anybody didn't have that, they would they should forfeit their spot in the polling. So I understand that. But yet again, it's just the demonstration of the dominance. Number two, James Madison. Number three, this is where it starts to get sort of interesting. Northern Iowa, a lot of optimism about what Northern Iowa had or has or you know however you want to talk about it coming into uh, this season. And uh, a very good football team. Obviously, they have the pedigree. They've been there before. Had some great players matriculated through there and they've uh, you know had stability at head coach for about two decades now uh, at Northern Iowa first big sky team in the uh, poll Weber State at number four there they are at number four followed by South Dakota State at number five then welcome to the 406 Montana State at number six and the University of Montana at number seven back to back it is interesting to me right now that I think people nationwide, when they think about Montana and Montana State, have them, um, it's they're almost interchangeable in some of the national uh, psyche, it seems to me. Like they're both risen to prominence again. And 
Yet, because of Montana State's head-to-head wins over Montana, that is that is the thing that will always keep them ahead of the Grizzlies in polls like these, it seems to me, and reasonably so. But 6-7 and seven in the nation in a preseason poll for both the Montana schools, uh, pretty good. And it's fun to see both of them sitting right there at, you know, I mean, number six in the nation. I believe the Grizzlies were sixth in the state, or the, the sixth seed, I guess is how I should Seven say seed. it. When they won the national championship? Oh, in ni- oh, 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 sure. In 1995, they were the 60s. Yeah. So point being, uh, you know, that's it's uh, a welcome territory for, for the two teams, six and seven in the country. What do you think about that? Where did you have them? I had Montana State number three and Montana number four. I, uh, I'm i higher on Montana and Montana State than I am on Weber State this year. Uh, that bucks my take on Weber yes, it State. does. It undoes a lot of uh, two tail nuances that we'll have to go back and edit out. The yeah, I, Weber State's the champions till they're not anymore. They've won three straight Big Sky titles. Uh, they've incrementally gotten better. They've gotten to the quarterfinals at least as far as the quarterfinals three out of the last four years, and then made it to the semifinals of the FCS playoffs for the first time in their school's history a year ago. Uh, so they have a lot to to um, to build upon. Jake Constantine's graduate transfer, the quarterback, is is here nor there to me. I actually think they probably have a chance to upgrade that position. They actually return probably more prominent skill players than any team in the Big Sky Conference, except Montana. Mm. But they have Josh Davis back. He's a multiple-time All-American at running back. They have uh, an array of receivers led by uh, Devin Cooley. They have... um, a great tight end, and that they've always had great tight ends. Uh, by the way, uh, I didn't realize this, but a guy that I, I didn't realize was still in the league, who's on the Chargers, I, I learned this during Hard Knocks, the episode of Hard Knocks I just watched last night, Andrew Volert from Weaver State mm. Tight End, he's still in the league. And so um, Jay Hill understands the importance of tight ends, and they've actually had the, the probably the best run of tight ends in the last five years in the league in terms of dual threat guys, guys that can block in catch passes. And then on the other side of the ball, I know that they lose Adam Rodriguez and Jonah Williams, who, by the way, Jonah Williams is also on the Rams. Watching Aaron Donald take Jonah Williams through drills, it just shows you Jonah Williams was the Big Sky Conference defensive MVP a year ago. He looks like Herman Munster standing next to Aaron Donald in terms of how stiff he is and how unathletic he looks. And that's not a shot to Jonah Williams. Aaron Donald is just the most fluid, freakish athlete you've ever seen. There's just no way that that guy's 290 pounds. He looks looks like he weighs 100 pounds less than that with how light he is on his feet. It's crazy. But regardless... Weber State, they, they return a ton of the secondary. That was their whole thing last year. They they rolled with a really young group in the secondary, and now those guys are going to be sophomores and juniors instead of freshmen and sophomores. They have a chance to make a huge statement there. They're always going to be one of the best teams in the league on special teams. I think Jay Hill is among, if not the best recruiter in the league. I think he is among, if not the best head coach in the league, and I think he certainly has the most a potential for where his head coaching career could take him ultimately than any head coach in the league. All of that said, I think that uh, when we when this is all said and done and we're coming out of this, I think that there's a couple factors that are going to go into this. Uh, I'm really continuing to gravitate towards I don't think spring football is going to happen on a full, competitive, relevant level this next year. I think that we will have some sort of spring activity, but I don't think it's going to be full force. I think everybody's going to get on the same page eventually here. Somehow, some way, we're all going to get on the same page and then really push towards the vitality of the 2021 season. But when that happens, I think that the people that are going to be the most starved for football of any fan base in the entire FCS 
are going to be the people in Montana. I think that's going to boost up the Cats and the Grizz. I also think that Jeff Choate and Bobby Houck are, first of all, great coaches on the national level. I think they're among the two best coaches in the country. But I also think that they're going to be so the, – the the spin that they're going to put on this adversity for their players is going to be different, certainly, but I think is going to be beneficial for both camps. And I think that they the Cats and the Grizz have a chance to improve – and gain momentum leading up to the next time they have a real game for playoff eligibility more than any other teams in the country. So that's why I had them uh, three and four. And that was with James Madison at two, I presume. I had James Madison at two, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, and then where did you have Weber State then? Uh, I had Weber State at six. Okay. I had Northern Iowa uh, at five. And then I had South Dakota State at seven. So Northern Iowa is an interesting one to me because Northern Iowa, they won 10 games a year ago. Like you mentioned, Mark Farley is sort of an institution in the FCS yep. right now. With the retirement of Andy Taylor at, at Villanova, Mark Farley, in terms of the quote-unquote power schools, is the longest tenured coach that we got. He's heading into his 20th season at Northern Iowa. The the thing that I – I mean, Northern Iowa's finished in the top five under Mark Farley – Eight times in the last 19 seasons. Really good. They've made it to the semifinals of the FCS playoffs twice, but never since 2008. They've been a team that's been solid, but not... They, they haven't been able to be that truly top five team. They've been that five through 12 team for a little while. And I, last year, I know that they finished... I mean, they were 10-5 and five a year ago, 6-2 and two in Missouri Valley, but they still finished fifth in the country. And I thought that they were ranked too high for the duration of last season. I really did. And I don't really know where that elevated reputation came from because you look at the teams that they played last season in terms of the other prominent teams. At Weber State, they lost 29-17. At North Dakota State, they got destroyed 46-14. At South Dakota State, they got destroyed, 38-7. And in the playoffs against James Madison, shut out, 17-0. So they had 10 wins, but only the 27-10 win over, at the time, number 7, Illinois State. That's the only one you could really say was a marquee win. They beat a ranked Youngstown State team, 21-14, early. But that Youngstown State team ended up being like 4-8. and eight. So I, I'm not really sure where that elevated reputation comes from. I thought Northern Iowa was... I don't know. I, I really waffled between even ranking Northern Iowa over Illinois State. It seems to be the trend right now in these polls, but I think Illinois State, from what I see, what I saw last year, what I saw coming back, I thought Illinois State actually was a lot better. So well, I, it, it is it is kind of splicing hairs because there's no real way to determine this, but I, I do think that amongst those top seven or eight teams, Northern Iowa is the one that's a little bit overrated. Just to put a bow on this, by the way, uh, Montana State, Montana at six and seven, as we mentioned. Villanova is at eight. Illinois State, as you uh, just alluded to, maybe a little low uh, compared to where you've got them at uh, nine, and then Kennesaw State rounds out the top ten. As for, uh, by the way, Central Arkansas, we spent quite a lot of time talking about yesterday because yeah. they are playing a nine-game schedule as yep. of right now, including yep. this Saturday against Austin P to open things up. Yep. They got, is it, I think, three FBS teams on the schedule, a couple of home and homes. They are number 11 in in the nation in this preseason poll. So again, Central Arkansas, you know, as an FCS team, is a, a very quality team uh, that's uh, putting something together when it's, you know, they can do it from an eligibility standpoint for with a, with a, with a free ride or free pass, uh, so to speak. And worth noting, the Austin Peay's number 13 as well after their that's right. uh, surge to the quarterfinals. That's a great story that they have going on there at Austin really great. Peay because Austin Peay was uh, among the most irrelevant 
football programs in the country. When when we interviewed uh, Austin's Peach coach, who's, whose name f- fails me at this moment, I'm sorry, but he said when we when we took over at Austin P, it was ar- arguably and perhaps not even arguably the single worst Division One football job in the nation out of the the, the three hundred or whatever it is there are between FBS and FCS. I mean, it they were over forever, and there was just nothing going. And then they finally got it going. Actually, it was the coach who's now uh, at Charlotte, right? The Charlotte Forty Nine ers head coach. Yeah, Will, who, Will um, his, his name was Will Healy. Yeah, Will Healy had taken over uh, a, a zero forever Austin P team and really brought them along, and then uh, got a chance to go to Charlotte and. And uh, had success, you know, has had success right away there. So, uh, but in the Big Sky Conference, Sacramento State is at number twelve, uh, despite the transfer of Kevin Thompson and uh, and who who else? Somebody else transferred from Sacramento. Oh, Elijah State. Chambers. Oh, Elijah Chambers. Chambers. They're all Big Sky defensive tackles. So that's a big hit. So as well. significant uh, on the transfer front, which is I don't know, it's a little surprising to me, I guess. One note on Austin P. Didn't realize this before this really quick Google search while trying to look up Will Healy's name, Mark Hudspeth who had yes. uh, been a rising star. He had been in the mix for a variety of SEC jobs after he turned Louisiana. I guess what we would up here, it's the University of Louisiana, but it's the U- Louisiana Lafayette is what we would call the Raging in Cajuns. this neck of the woods. But he, he had them rolling, he, you know, eight, nine wins several years in a row, bowl games. But and got then hit a, on some sanctions. Hit on some sanctions. Yeah. Takes over at Austin P. There for just one year. They had the greatest season in their program's history. They go to the quarterfinals, and he abruptly resigned. The day before Fourth of July, and Mark Hudspeth is unemployed right now. Wow, no idea. This is you're talking about like just a month and a half ago. A month and a half happened. ago, never got that news. No, that was no. not communicated to me on the Twitter machine. <laughs> no, so I'm sitting here looking. Marquez Loving is the new Ossipi head coach. I had no idea. Marquez Loving uh, has a ba- as a uh, well all t- background as as a guy who worked on Mark Hudspeth's staff, but he was the defensive line coach a year ago, and now he's the head coach. I'll take over the show. You got some journalism to go do. I mean, man. that's that's really interesting. You wonder uh, Hudspeth. I don't know. H- Hudspeth is is an interesting one because he was so dominant at North Alabama, and uh, he they were definitely one of the teams that took advantage of all the advantages you can have at a Division two school, and then he sort of parlayed that into. Um, using that same model at Louisiana Lafayette. And, I mean, they won the New Orleans Bowl three, four years in a row and had almost all of their wins vacated. I'm looking at their, yeah. their the Wikipedia, and it's, you know, he got credit for one win, two wins, one win, one win, even though they're winning bowl games and winning their league. So yeah. a lot of vacated wins, so they then abruptly resigned. I mean, I'm not trying to imply anything, but... Well, yes, you are. Uh, that's that's a that's a shocker. That said, though, Austin P has a lot of talent, and I think Central Arkansas has a ton of talent, too. Anybody that's really hungry for football, I know those two teams are not necessarily in our neck of the woods, and they don't really cross paths with the Montana schools or the Big Sky schools, really, for that matter, except for when the playoffs come around. But I do know Central Arkansas returns a stud quarterback. He was one of the best in the country a year ago. And uh, so, I mean, that's number 11 versus number 13. And it's Austin Peay was just in Bozeman. And just in so, Bozeman. Exactly. you know, there's a, a lot of Montana State fans are going to be uh, at least have a cursory familiarity with that with that club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacramento State, as I mentioned, is there at 12, uh, nonetheless, as the uh, fourth big Sky average school in this uh, FCS preseason bowl. And then Eastern Washington at number 18. Uh, they are the other. So a total of five big Sky teams in uh, in the top 25 12 and 18 for Sac State and Eastern Washington. And uh, Weaver State, Montana, Montana State at seven or better. Uh, so pretty, 
you know, solid to have five teams in there. Three in the top seven is also, uh, you know, pretty representative, I think, of the strength of the Big Sky Conference. And those are probably at this point in time the three teams you want to be in that top ten mix and in, you know, kind of having that that early national look to them. And uh, it is, you know, again, very disappointing that we're not going to get to see this play out the way we had wanted to. Uh, we'll see what happens in the spring because this would still be the poll that would hold for the spring, presumably, unless sure. a lot of things changed uh, between now and then. Uh, but that is that is where we're at as of right now. And uh, so this is what we got. A couple other notes on this to wrap this thing up. Um, I voted Albany higher than... Uh, number seventeen, Albany. Albany, excuse me. They'll 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 kill you they for the did. Albany. I they know did. they did. They, they killed us. Our podcast <laughs> matriculated all the way to the other side of the country, and they said this is good analysis, but these guys say it wrong. We got it right, Albany. But David Undercuffler, their quarterback, that's the correct pronunciation. Stud. Yeah, stud. I mean, yeah, he yeah. threw thirty plus touchdowns. Was he a true freshman? He's a redshirt freshman. freshman. Okay. But he's a stud. Yep. And. I, I think that they have a real chance because I, th- I know that they're really building towards becoming fully funded and, and relevant. But when you got that dude, I mean, he, to me, he was the most FBS talent I saw at quarterback a year ago. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought, I mean, he's 6'5", he spins it, he can make every throw, he's got a cannon, and he's a poised kid. And we had him on the show, he's a really confident kid too, and that's yep. half the battle in the college game. So I, I'm a little bit higher on Albany than 17. Eastern Washington, I, I know that... Uh, I probably sound like a hater, but I've just covered that program closer than any other program in the league besides the Montana schools, and I just don't see it. I I had Eastern Washington at 25th right there on the border. My fifth Big Sky team, I had six teams in my top 25, but my fifth Big Sky team, I had Portland State at number 21. I know I'm the highest person on Portland State in the country. I know that. I mean, Portland State only got 12 points in this whole poll, so of the you know, 50 teams represented. There was, they're basically in the mid forties here, but I, I just, I believe in the recruiting that they've done on the two lines. They've had a couple different freshmen and sophomore, all Americans on their defensive line that haven't gotten a lot of credit. And I think they have a chance to really blossom defensively. I think that that defense, when you have personnel that's been running it for several years, that flex defense has a chance to really confuse people. They have the centerpiece with their flex guy and Anthony Adams and then I also think that offensively, Bruce Barham has he's recruited running backs as well as anybody in, in the entire league. They have four of them to bolster Davis Alexander. I just think that they have a lot of talent, and I don't think that hardly anybody's given them a ton of credit. So I think Portland State will be a tough out. And then the other team that I gave some love, and I actually had them right about 20, and their 21st is Southeastern Louisiana. We saw them in Missoula. I know that they got the doors blown off of them, but part of that was just the momentum of the moment. Yeah. And Montana played as you know, their best game that they've played in, in years, honestly, uh, to rebound after the Cat Grizz game. And they really laid it on Southeastern Louisiana. But you got to love the philosophies that they have. I think that in that league, it fits great. You're yeah. able to recruit throwing the ball around the yard. Yeah. I know the quarterback from last year graduated, but they have that other kid who was a five-star guy coming out of high school, transfer from Arkansas. He'll be just fine. And I just, I love their offensive talent. Again, I know they got the, they got their butts kicked in Missoula, but they have... 
talent, and that's a program that uh, will be one to be reckoned with moving forward. Very good. Coulter, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, we'll put that on ice just like everything else for the time being and uh, and break it back out when the uh, when the time is right. It's 2 Tell New Orleans, 1290 ESPN Radio. On the other side, an update uh, uh, from a fan's perspective on high school sports this year, this time from Gallatin County, Bozeman area. Uh, so stick around for that. And also, just give you a little quick refresher. We are going to play some high school football in the state of Montana this coming Friday. In fact, quite a lot. So uh, where were we at last year? What happened? Can we remember that far back? We'll try and uh, jog your memories all a little bit right after this. To Tell Nuanas ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business. Blackfoot, connect to more. I know the Black Keys don't stray very far from what it is that they do, and I know that they have been critiqued for that fact, but if you're an emotional wreck, all you need is gold on the ceiling to bring you kind of back around. You know what I mean? That feels good right there. Thank you for that, Tommy. I can't handle this role reversal. You're never supposed to be an emotional wreck. You're like the beacon of hope for all humanity. Well, you know... Don't have daughters. That's all I got to say. Well, you know, it makes take, it harder. You need to take your own advice. What's that? Let the wind blow Just, the sails of your ship, you wherever go. it may uh, take you. God, you Enjoy are so right. the, the spirit of life and the wonderful experience you're having having daughters. You, uh, thank you for that, Coulter. I needed to hear myself say it to me from you. Is that what happened there? God bless you. This is why Ryan's so successful, because he's never set a goal he wanted to achieve in his whole life. He just lets life achieve it for him. Do you know why Denmark is the happiest country in the world? (laughs) Um, Because everything's free? Low expectations. Mm. This was the ultimate finding of a, you know, and how do you survey happiness? I don't know the answer to this question. You know, it seems a bit of a fool's errand, even from a social scientist point of view. But... Low expectations. Now, I'm not saying I have low expectations necessarily, but who else do you know that's achieved every goal they've ever set? Well, I am well I mean, batting a thousand over here. I know a lot of people that have achieved it. Didn't actually that didn't necessarily mean that it made them happy and or satisfied. Don't set goals, people. Just live your life. <laughs> This is gonna be the reinvention of our podcast when we're sitting here on year five with no I'm telling you what, I'm gonna start my own football program. And it's going to be the greatest football program in the history of football programs. I don't know if we'll ever win a game, but it's going to be great. It's Two Tell Nuanas, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. It is time for our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer's State Bank. Farmer's State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Coulter, we've been tracking because each county across the state of Montana 
is uh, kind of autonomous with its health department and some of the uh, uh, restrictions that are being set or the approaches that they're going to have to gatherings and numbers of people, particularly in this instance as it pertains to high school sports and fans attending sports. Uh, We know at this point, Yellowstone County, no fans going to be attending uh, fall sports in Yellowstone County, at least for the time being. Again, that's something that could change. Uh, In Flathead, uh, there is a, 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 a little bit of open kind of wiggle room. They're going to have two fans f- uh, per player or coach for, for the home teams uh, there. For Gallatin County, they're going to follow that model and have even a little bit more. They are permitting two spectators per athlete for football, soccer, and volleyball home games this season, and they will also allow two fans per participant for a visiting teams as well so visiting fans can go that is though provided that the home team signs off on it now with the opening of Bozeman Gallatin High School to go along with you know Bozeman High the Hawks there Bozeman and Belgrade right is also in Gallatin County are they not they are so you have each school still has to say Individually, whether it's through the principal, superintendent, athletic director, whatever it might be, yeah, we are okay with with the visiting fans coming and bringing you know two two people per uh, participant uh, along to watch the games as well. So at least in Bozeman, uh, as it as it stands right now, couple of fans uh, for each uh, for each participant, and I don't know. In football, you would probably get a little bit more, especially maybe you know the, the, there's some intrigue certainly surrounding Belgrade in their second year at the AA level, Gallatin playing its first ever sports in a you know a brand new school opening up and stuff like that. In general, though, I don't know that you get a lot more than two, you know, two people per player in attendance. The only way the way that you do get that, of course, is with you know, the student body, if you got a lot of kids going and it sounds like, you know, that's that's not happening pretty much anywhere at this point in time. Uh, and maybe that will change. And so that certainly is, you know, disappointing band, probably not going to have a band right at the football games. It's always, you know, a big part of the atmosphere, especially at high school games when there's not like, you know, they're not shooting off fireworks generally and stuff like that. But, you know, getting two fans in there per per player, I mean, you could get, a, you, could get you know, spaced out a couple hundred people potentially into a football game. So the docket right now in Montana, you mentioned Yellowstone, and they have no fans as of now, but Mm -hmm. the director of the health department in Billings actually went on the record with uh, several different media outlets yesterday, and he said, hey, this is just the situation as of right now, but if we have a couple weeks worth of sports, then we'll continue to address this and we could have a situation where in a couple weeks or a month or so we might be able to have um, fans in the stands Mm -hmm. so that's that's an optimistic thing lewis and clark county where helena is at they've said no go flathead they get two for home no visitors so a little bit stricter than what gallatin has said gallatin is doing this which i think is going to be interesting because all of a sudden now gallatin county has these three double a high schools rather than just the one sure and we'll get into that a little bit because bozeman is the defending double a champs but i have a huge question if whether this is the last of the the dominant years that bozeman's going to have but we'll get into that in a minute and then uh silver bowl county uh has done similar to flathead two for home no visitors uh, but then Bighorn County, which just doesn't affect the AA level, but Bighorn County is uh, southeastern Montana where you know, Hardin is and, and it's Crow Reservation land. And 
so they have said we're, we're not having fall sports, period. Mm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a similar situation when you get up on the Blackfeet Reservation. As we know, the Blackfeet shut things down more than anywhere in the entire United States of America. I mean, they operate as an independent country, and they said, you leave your home, you're going to jail. Yeah. And because of that, they had almost no COVID cases. No cases and yeah. so, uh, you know, I mean... Here nor there, but it, it seems as if that was an effective regulation. I was in Browning, uh, you know, during this couple, yeah. couple, well, I guess about a month ago now, uh, and it was it was stark the the difference that it was. Now you could still get it out of your car, you know, and go get gas. I went into a, a grocery store there to get a couple of items, but it was, uh, you know, it was very. There's they, security at the. Uh, you know, at the doors of the grocery store, ensuring that everybody is, uh, you know, wearing a mask and they're they're not just token. You know, they're taking it very, very seriously there. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, good for them, good for them to do that and then, you know, reap the benefits of that. We don't know yet Missoula. Is this right? We're still Nothing waiting to understand County. what's going on here. Okay. A lot of arguments going on, I believe, behind, uh, behind closed doors. Okay. Let's go... Coulter and just take a quick review, shall we, of what took place in uh, 2019. As you mentioned, the AA, Bozeman, the state championships, Kenneth Iden, who was on this show just a while ago, he's a great uh, junior for that football team heading into his senior season. Uh, they beat Butte and Tommy Malott, the Butte Bulldogs. But where are you, first of all, I, I do have a question. How many, if any, I mean, there's got to be kids that were at Bozeman, obviously, that are going to be at Gallatin, and I'm wondering what the sports situation is and and how, how the players are, are being split up or not. Uh, this is, uh, it's exactly the same as what the Flathead Valley went through in 2007 when Glacier High School opened. Right. At that moment, Flathead High School was the largest high school in the state by a long shot because not only was it a single high school in a pretty large, at least by Montana standards, community, but also Flathead High School used to be 8th grade through 12th grade. So you had an extra grade of kids as well. You go to high school in 8th grade, basically, at Flathead. So they had, I think they had the highest enrollment in the history of the state of Montana at one point before Glacier was open. But it's going to be the same deal. Seniors don't have to transfer, particularly seniors in sports. So Bozeman High this year is going to have 30 seniors. I would be surprised if Gallatin has hardly any maybe there's a couple that go over there because they have a better chance to play but it's going to be uphill sledding certainly we'll see uh what hunter chandler tries to do he's the head coach at galton uh, high school because glacier grady bennett took that job at glacier and he went all in on on starting as many sophomores as he possibly could on varsity and they got just destroyed the first couple years but then it was but then they've been rolling ever since it set the foundation for what the entire program became and glaciers produced as many college level prospects and been competitive on a pretty high level for pretty much the duration of their history other than those first couple years so we'll see if if hunter chandler decides to go down that road Uh, belgrade was tough sledding last year their first year in double a as well um so they didn't really have that much of a tangible impact on Bozeman. But Bozeman, I think that this year is going to be stacked because they're they're led by Kenneth Iden, but they're going to have, I think, 30 seniors. They have the Lang twins who have each been uh, offered partial scholarships by both the Cats and the Grizz. They got John Brown, an offensive lineman, who's a, a borderline Division One guy. Cameron Spencer, who, who's a borderline Division One guy as a 
defensive tackle. They have an array. And then Luke Fedick is a kid who's had one of the best summers of anybody in the state of Montana. He's really performed well at these various combines and these workouts. So I think that Bozeman is the favorite in AA again this year. Um, but this could be the the last of a, of a run. The thing that's um, interesting is that you always hear the narrative, oh, the, the largest school in AA always has this distinct advantage. That's al- almost never been true in football and really has almost never been true in boys' basketball either. There's been times when schools like Bozeman and Billings West have won state football and boys' basketball championships, but it hasn't been because of the enrollment. The enrollment helps you so much in the number of sports like track and field, cross-country, wrestling, where you can just stack kids up. And that's where the that's where the argument is a little bit more valid. We'll see what happens to Bozeman High's cross-country program, for example. They have such unbelievable tradition. I mean, they've pretty much won every single state championship since any of these kids have <laughs> yeah. even been alive. Right. But that said, there might just be a couple kids that go elsewhere because on a varsity cross-country team, you know, at the state meet, you only got seven kids, even though they have 100-plus in the program running around Bozeman all the time. It still might have an impact. But the football thing is so interesting because Bozeman's been a, a big school for a long time, but they hadn't won a football championship since 1917 when they won that state title in 2010. They've then since won four. Last year was their fourth of the decade. But I, I think that this next year, they're the favorites, but it could be sort of the end of this this little decade-long run. We'll just uh, quickly run through the the rest of the classifications. Class A last year, Miles City won their first state championship since 2010. Billings Central and Dillon have been dominant this decade uh, at the Class A level, winning all but but two of the state championships in between 2010 and this past season that Miles City won the pair. Uh, and uh, and so that's kind of the, the layout there. Class B, Eureka, three championships in four years. We know about the heartbreak if you're a Loyola Ram, the elation if you're, if you're from Eureka for the Hail Mary state championship victory that they had ago, a couple yeah. years back. Uh, but Eureka has certainly, especially last year, I mean, they were – they were way out in front of everybody a season ago in Class B uh, overall. Eight-man, Class C, Fairview won, even though Flint Creek with the co-op had won a couple of years straight there mm-hmm. with Drummond and Phillipsburg. But Fairview uh, uh, got it done last season. And then in Class C, eight-man, Garfield County. That's Jordan. They put up a nice little grizzly 1995 semifinal 70-14 to win on Weebo, uh, even though Weebo beat Jordan also with 70 points in the uh, scoring column a year ago, 70 to 27. So uh, Jordan Weibo going back and forth the last couple of years at the Class C six-man level. So there you go. Enjoy college, excuse me, high school football across the state of Montana this coming Friday. Very exciting. One more note on our prep action. We'll do a little bit more of a look at the um, some of the non-football sports for fall uh, next week, specifically golf, which is actually rolling right now. There's been a couple tournaments already. That's the only one that's actually officially happening. And then we'll look into some cross country as well. But uh, a positive COVID case for a uh, high school cross country runner in Helena, mm. the whole team's then been shut down. So there, this is a precedent setter for what is going to happen, at least in that county, if you have a positive case. Basically, one positive case means the entire team's quarantined. So that's just interesting because it's something to monitor because we'll see how each individual county handles it but that could be something that it sends ripples into the scheduling because if you have to have the whole team removed what does that do to the impact of the competition cross country is a little easier because you can have six seven eight nine ten teams at a meet they haven't been to a meet yet so they didn't ex- there's don't have to do all that contact tracing yeah. and that element but 
say you have like a dual or a, tr- a trio or someone test positive after they're at one of those things, it could have widespread ramifications across the board. So prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. On the other side, if you like fantasy football and you like beer, you should probably start liking Gardner Minshew. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Welcome back to Telling Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are doing well. Uh, a quick moment, uh, by the way, at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT, your relevant Twitter handles. A quick uh, uh, moment of sincerity, even though I have been sitting here, you know bemoaning the fact that my second child is going to kindergarten tomorrow. Uh, Just a big shout out and a uh, voice of appreciation to the teachers who are really going through it right now, trying to figure out how in the world to make teaching our children work amidst COVID and restrictions and class sizes and kids and everything. And it ain't going to be easy. And it's already like very difficult to do the logistics of it and all that. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for your work. And uh, we believe in you and we'll support you at the house some, some kind of way. I will try and look at the online assignments at least once a month. Okay. That's my, that's my promise as a father, as a parent, I'm going to try and assist on this. Okay. Don't dwell on the math packets. <laughs> cultivate <laughs> cultivate courage, bravery, mm-hmm. and critical thinking. That will serve the youth of America much greater than any long division, Man, I promise. You might be my first ever convert. Not that I needed to convert you, but I just feel like this was that was an excellent way excellently done by you. Uh Coulter, this is remarkable. Uh, <laughs> you love this. I love it. You know, I I this. I broadly love all things Washington State. I broadly hate all things um, that are trendy, sticky. that are trendy or sticky. And although I do love Gardner Mitchell because I do think that how cool he is is very authentic. The fact that he's one degree of separation away from the biggest fraud in college football history, Mike Leach, just drives me nuts. Carry on. <laughs> First of all, uh, I disagree with you there. Second of all, he is. I knew you were going to hate, not hate this, but I understand. I like it. I, just, I, 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 I understand because it is like, 
it is like a role play because he wears jorts and a mustache, you know, and a bandana. And he's not like, you know, your typical, well, he's your typical wazoo kid. He's not your typical NFL quarterback. You know, what's funny is the way that he dresses would have actually made him the perfect player at his former college, which was Eastern Carol East Carolina, because he looks like a pirate. Well, I'll tell you what, I love him. And I don't care about any of that other stuff. I wish more people would look, man. When when Ryan uh, uh, Fitzpatrick rolls out in full exposed chest hair and gold chains, being a Harvard grad and like a forty nine on the Wonderlick, give me all of that you got. I know we're having some fun, right? This is the point of the whole thing, anyway. The Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew has partnered with Bud Light to give fantasy football players a chance to win free beer. If you draft Gardner Minshew in the first round of your draft, you take a picture of it and send it in, you'll be entered into sweepstakes to win a $20 prepaid gift card to get Bud Light. Now, I would say if if you're serious about fantasy, that's not much of a payback for taking Minshew right. in the first round yeah. of the draft. No, take Saquon Barkley and then win your league and then go buy the Bud Light with that. It's like a 5-1 to one return comparatively. Here's the other thing, though. Uh, if anyone wins their fantasy league with Minshew as their starting quarterback, they'll have a chance to win a cash equivalent that can be used to purchase two cases of Bud Light for, per month for six months. Now, if you win your league with Gardner Minshew as your, your fantasy quarterback, first of all, either good for you, congratulations, or you have got to move on from this league because you got nobody in here who knows what they're doing, okay? So that would be, or maybe it's a combination of the two. Uh, Minshew said, uh, I thought that was awesome. It makes fantasy football even more fun. I think it's going to be a great time for anybody. Uh, I think the chance to win free beer will definitely sweeten the pot if there's anything people love. I know they love free beer. I know I'm going to try and do my part to help us win some fantasy games, but I really think the free beer should be the kicker here. I'm seeing a theme. I'm I'm saying that. He didn't say that. Uh, he also said... Uh, he uh, drafted himself in fantasy football, played himself in fantasy football uh, for his fantasy football team last season, and then, quote, I cut myself after those Saints loss. I let myself be somebody else's problem at that point, end quote. Now, how bad does it have to get, Coulter, for you to cut yourself as a fantasy football player? That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. You can get beer at the Burn Street Bistro, if you're wondering. You can. Uh, it's an excellent part of the equation over there. Thanks, Burn Street. Look, man. I mean, Gardner Mishy last year wouldn't have been a terrible fan. No, no, no. He, 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 was, he was okay. It's just, I mean, he threw for 244 yards a game. He threw 21 touchdowns and six picks in 12 starts. It's not terrible. No, I mean, it's not. Almost two touchdowns per game. I mean, you could do a lot better, obviously, because most leagues are only 8 to 12 people, and there's certainly 8 to 12 quarterbacks that are always going to light it pretty much every single week. Well, the question is which one's which week. Yeah, Right. But you don't know. Like, I mean, that was part of the whole thing where Gardner Minshew rolls out there and all of a sudden, you know, wins the job, and they're winning a couple of football games in Jacksonville, and everybody's happy and wearing the bandana and doing the the Gardner Minshew thing. I think it's okay, man. Just let them let – it- let it be a joke. Let it be some some levity. Stutel and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, Hour 1 in the books. Up next, Utah, Denver. 
Huge game. Also, tonight on ESPN Radio, Game 5. How can it be better than it was before? Clippers-Mavericks. I don't think it gets any better than that. We'll talk about that. And Damian Lillard. Where are we at with Dame? We'll try and figure all of that out right after this. Kurtz Polaris. They're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. They're at Highway 83 in Sealy. And while it's warm and while it's nice, get into Kurtz Polaris. Get there right now. You can get yourself a couple of side-by-sides, a couple of dirt bikes, or maybe even a boat, Crest Pontoon Boats, Beta and Husqvarna Dirt Bikes, Razors, Rangers, the complete line of Polaris side-by-sides, all for you online, KurtzPolaris.com. Some are the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 